We up? We are up. Welcome back. It's Baldy Merido and the Dong Show today. <laughs> just three of us. We just got back from a wonderful weekend with grandkids. Highly no. recommend it for everyone. With our grandkids. <laughs> yeah, take our grandkids. <laughs> Please, take our grandkids. Now we had our, uh, our Christmas trip. Yeah, so every year we do not, not every year, it's just we don't buy presents. My, my 10-year-old granddaughter, grandson, 17-year-old grandsons, they're never going to remember what they got from me if I only buy them a t-shirt. So we don't buy them any presents, we buy their time. And we take them and go and do stuff. They'll never forget this weekend. <laughs> nope. We weren't going to go into it. Are we going into it? Um, we don't have to talk about the tattoos they got. <laughs> for passing out first. We won't talk about that. But we did. Uh, we were up in the snow at a very good friend of ours. I stayed at their place up in the hills, about 3,700 feet, I'm guessing. Had some good snow. Great big snow weekend. Good snow rained on us yesterday. So but we still have plenty. I was reenacting some of my college craziness days, yeah. but we made it light. Okay. We, we used to drag car hoods around, but we're not going to talk about it. No, I'm, I still have a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> when I, I was did a, from the videos. Which, when I was which a, if, if Linda listens to this, she gets it. Right. I mean, your She's, mom my gets mom's it. My mom's over it. You're not. you got to yeah. just chill out. Ask her how she did it. A lot of volume, I think. No, volume. no that's a muscle relaxer. She wouldn't have done that. Okay. Xanax. Okay. Mm-hmm. Grass chill pills. We know, Mom. <laughs> so when I was in college, we would take car hoods, the bigger, the better hood, flip it upside down, make a sled out of it for the snow, put four or five people on it, and hook it to a truck and go like hell throughout the, the back roads up in the mountains. Then we'd have a couple trucks following to pick up all the bodies that fall <laughs> off because they would go so fast. There's a chase truck. <laughs> There's a chase and pickup truck. I mean, it's a safety third, totally. Right. Uh, we didn't mess around. Anyway, so we had the grandkids. What, what was the youngest one? Seven or eight? Is eight. She, uh, I think she's nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't. We have too many grandkids to keep track of. Uh, I just know that Raquel turns 18 uh, next week. Sweet. Yeah. So we had everything in between. So we uh, we just we didn't hook a car hood. We just added like a little saucer <laughs> and another little sled. But did you tell everybody that we took them to the snow? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're sliding. We're, okay. we're dragging around. I'll take her, <laughs> not, not just, just down, down the, the street. Yeah. We're going down the canal bank. <laughs> not just on the asphalt. No, we've got the toys, you know, the, the saucers that you get at the Big Five Sporting Goods. And we just hooked them to a truck. Probably not recommended on the manufacturer label. Mm. And we got up to 20, 25 miles per hour. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have helmets, so we couldn't break the speed right, limits. Because right. that would be weird. And the last... Um, the last kid to go was Anania and Rachel, and she took. And Anania goes. Grandpa said, "Somebody needs to take the yeah, GoPro." Somebody needs to take the GoPro. Is anybody? Can anybody handle the GoPro? And Rachel's, of course, no. I need two hands to hold and, on. And Anania goes, "Yeah, Grandpa, I can do it." <laughs> because right, I don't okay. have the the straps, so I could put it on her head and or, or chest, her chest or, or her helmet. Yeah. <laughs> we no know. helmet. We, we mentioned this, Don. We didn't have helmets. We were only doing twenty five miles an hour. <laughs> so. She starts out and she's doing really good because the first time on the saucer, Anne is one-handed because she's carrying the GoPro and she does really good. And then, then she starts making little girl noises, yeah, screaming. <laughs> and then the GoPro was just in her, in her lap. Yeah, it just goes black, and but you can still hear everything. But you can't. You can see, see it. some trees. Oh, well, and then she flips it over. She realizes she flipped it down, and so she flips it over. And then we get like two minutes of just treetops going by at twenty-five miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Did I mention how fast we were going? <laughs> and then she starts kind of laughing again, and then you just see the um, camera go topsy-turvy upside down. It's one of those wrecks that you just, you know, from personal point of view, because she did, in fact, wreck. She she tips over and There's goes rolling. Tuck and roll. Yeah, That's and then good. she gets up with the GoPro face to her. So we get the first look of your snow-covered face and just the tour of Anna and I is perfect. She was good. Yeah, she was good. All right. Okay, so I have a couple things on my list. Oh, one of the things was today, or not today, Friday, we had... Um, Today's this, Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple of days ago, um, we had some freezing temperature and a hard freeze in our area. Not necessarily hard freeze, just like you got to turn the car on a little early. So Rachel is out in the car. <laughs> oh, this is a story that 
she refused to tell me and Don. So this yeah, is the first time we get to hear this story. She wanted the raw reaction. <laughs> I did. There we so, go. I we're driving up and we get to the mailbox after she spent 30 minutes in our car defrosting it, warming it up so that we can actually drive with no ice on our windshield. And she says, "Oh, mom, spring is almost here." <laughs> and I go, "Rachel, it is January 11th." <laughs> and she's like, Mm, like yeah but spring is slow. i said no the, the worst of winter hasn't even fucking happened yet i mean it's I, like january february that's what it happens i'm with rachel on this one the, the beekeepers are moving I, into town I come know. on tori just came in for dinner and she's all the bees are coming back out i'm like i mean you're right it's like christmas was two weeks ago and you're thinking right. spring is right now you know, it's optimism. imminent and, and she even said something like March something. I go, yeah, the 21st. It's actually when spring starts. That's two plus months from now. Well, we had a, the winter. It looked like it was going to start in October. We got some yeah. good weather in October. Then all of a sudden back to summer until, well, this weekend. <laughs> and you guys weren't here. You had a better I have another story for that, too. I was walking out of the house just now after having a couple glasses of wine, feeling good, walked down the stairs. And then I wanted, and then I saw the rain gauge because I thought, oh, you know, when I looked across the yard, I wanted how much rain we had in the last day. So I go to step off into the flower bed, and it's super slippery, and I pulled myself back because I said I ain't going down like that. Oh. I felt like I was gonna slip and get a fucking concussion. And you we guys are, all missed it. You guys would have all missed it. I'd be laying there in the flower bed. And you already got a fresh passport pictures so we didn't need to bash your face in. Well, I didn't need to bash my face in. It would have been on the back. I was like, it's going to slip out from underneath me. I'm going to hit my head on the concrete. I'm not going out like that. You can walk on the concrete. I looked at it today. I almost took no, a picture for you. I was talking about stepping into the flower bed to go cut across the grass Oh yeah, no, to no. look at the rain gauge. No, no. I'm like, it's not no. that important. No, so I walked all the way around and went looked at the That's what old gauge. people do. Speaking of the passport picture, did we ever discuss that? Oh, no, but we have another story about that this weekend. Who was the person who said they had a word? Oh, Doe did. Me and you, Dawn. Oh. And by the way, we got um, three quarters of an inch of rain yesterday. Oh, great. And I didn't it was raining head. sideways, so it didn't register. It I risked more. my life walking around. <laughs> I could have told you it was more. <laughs> Anyways. Want to tell the passport story? It's funny. We sure. can. Because well, we have more to add to it now yeah, with Doe's yeah, yeah, yeah. nonsense. Yeah. So we like to travel, so we always keep our passports up. And uh, Merido and I, 20 years ago... 20-some years ago, we go downtown Modesto to the camera center, and my wife's looking beautiful as always. Apparently not. I don't know about that. No, you, you, you look just perfectly in fine. His, in his eyes. No, in everybody's eyes. You look like Merido. We walk in, I take my picture, she takes her picture, and his, we walk out, and she's still wait, just beautiful. Okay, what? and he has the pictures in his hands, and he looks at them, looks at me, and says... What the fuck? No, no, no. You said, you're not this fucking ugly. He goes, what the fuck happened? And I look at it, and I'm like, oh my God, I want to go back in there and retake him. Because we'd taken Riley's too, because she was like, she was in a, in a stroller still. So getting her in and out, get her face, that was the majority of the work. But the, the, the bottom line of the story is we walked in pretty, <laughs> walked out pretty, and there was like 10 minutes in there somewhere ugly. where we took the picture. She looked like Harry Potter because she oh, had the fuck. little... Uh, Spectacles. And he wasn't even born. The round glasses. You are correct. <laughs> David Radcliffe. He no, was born, but no he wasn't Harry him. Potter yet. Uh, yeah, because he's older than Riley. So. Yeah, when I was yeah. looking at the picture, I couldn't even say, you look like Harry Potter. We learned that <laughs> after the movie. We're like, damn, you look like Merido. Harry Potter. Her, her hair was just You look jacked. like Merido, Harry. Uh-huh. Your hair was jacked. She had... Fuck. The bangs were all sideways. It just—it was so horrible. It, we'll put—we'll put the picture up we have somewhere. To. So we—we we just couldn't get over it because the picture and did not look like her. And you know, every man on the planet—I think every woman too—knows that you can't look at a woman's ID. You know, normally and question it. And question it. You don't—you can't ever say yeah. what's wrong with your driver's license. You don't, <laughs> so you don't make comments. We're coming back from a cruise to Mexico, and I'm showing my passport to the customs agent or passport agent, whatever. And the guy looks at my passport, looks at me, and look and says, Bad hair day? <laughs> Some fucking random stranger 
knew how fucked up my picture was. But that, and he looks at IDs all, all that's day his long. job, that's looking at IDs, and you can't be making comments about women's pictures. And he just looked at her. It was a profound thing. And said, <sighs> that one said, bad hair day, and others said, what, what happened? Yeah. I mean, just because it was so obviously, <laughs> man, this is not you, you're <laughs> fucked up. So, fast forward 10 years. Uh, it was actually nine years well, and 10 months. The, the uh, passport is getting, time. we need to renew the passport. Yeah, and because we were going to go to Europe with my parents, and our passport was going to fall in that, like, kind of sweet spot, like, oh, do I renew not it? Not sweet. Do I, yeah. Do I renew it? Do I not? You know, whatever. So, uh, we were contemplating renewing it. Hadn't really talked much about it, but... I was driving home from work, and it was a foggy day, and for some fucking reason, I took my prescription sunglasses off and laid them on my the seat next to me, and the next thing I hear is skid marks, or, you know, Brake skidding. Yeah, brake skidding. squealing. And um, my face in the steering wheel. I she got rear-ended out on Hatch Road. At 65 miles an hour, the guy behind She was me. at a stop, and a guy just... Just barreled into me. Plowed her and... Yeah, so... I her face got really fucked up. Well, I look up <laughs> and uh, and this lady is tapping on my window because I think I got knocked out. And he goes, she goes, "Are you okay?" And when I look up, I can see my forehead to the left. Like you, you normally can't see your forehead, right? You, this I this was like a six head. Yeah, it was really large. And I get out and I'm talking to this lady, and she's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, oh, "I don't." Yeah, I think so. I called Baldy. I'm like, you got to get here really quick. Just two miles from the house. Yeah, two miles from the house. And I go, I was just in a bad accident. You got to get here because I got hit. You have a case of wine laying out on Hatch Road. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The wine. Yeah. So I got hit from behind and then I was at a standstill because it used to be a four-way stop. And are you you playing with Velcro? Yeah, I do it every time. Don't do that. Stop it. (laughs) But uh, so... I get out and the you know I'm, I I call Baldy and I said you got to get here I was in a really bad accident so he heads down that way and the kid who hits me goes oh my god I'm so sorry what can I do I'm like you can pick up the fucking wine in the road <laughs> first of all there's there's twelve bottles out there and only one broke it yeah. didn't even break it chipped on the bottom and slowly leaked out that evening so hats off to Chatham well now Hatcher hey, Vineyard what are you drinking I oh, oh we're I drinking Machia. Yes, yes, we are drinking Machia, and it's a 2020 Roma Ranch Old Lines Inn. Old Lines Inn. Yeah. Machia, yeah. Lodi. I, I hope uh, you're not offended by all of our foul language, because we like your wine. Mm-hmm. And we're all drinking it. Don, you're drinking it, but you got something on the side. What are you drinking uh, else? There's a little bit of vodka in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dallas just lost. <laughs> Whatever. Take yeah. the fucking Velcro out of her hands. No, you can't, or I can't do this. <laughs> Put it further okay, put it in your jacket. So, anyways, where were we? Uh, you got in a crash. Your you face is all eye. fucked up. So my face your is all fucked up. My forehead out, is sticking out. It's so awful that when Brian rolls up on scene, he looks Johnny at me. on the spot. He looks at me and he goes, he walks across the street with his hand <laughs> out. Like he's trying I'm, to I'm cut tr- my head already, but I think I he's blocking almost, his view. Yeah, but I could almost reach your forehead from the <laughs> yeah. other two lanes. And he's just coming at me full, like, he's like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I don't have any ice. So we walk over to his truck. He's got an ice chest, no ice, and it has cold beers and cold sodas. Mm-hmm. So I take a, it was a Coca Cola can, right? I would have gone with beer, but yeah, uh, probably. Cups were coming. And, and my forehead, my eyebrow, fit in the bottom of the Coca Cola can. <laughs> That's how big of a knot it was. So it turned into a really good black eye. It actually was purple for about three weeks. And then it was kind of a bluish for another couple of weeks. And nice and fucking baby shit yellow and green for another month and a half. When you got married your second time, Mm -hmm. I had to put... Yes. I needed a lot of makeup to cover up my black eye. Yeah. So it happens that my, you know, we know our passport's going to be expiring. So and we couldn't wait to get rid of fucking Harry, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Had, Harry Potter had to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I go, Baldy, uh, do you think, do you think the passport agency is gonna let me take a picture like this? And he goes, Gosh, I, I don't know. You, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking call him. I called him. And I said, Hey, I was in a bad accident, and I have this really big black eye, and I just want to know if I can take my passport picture. And they said, 
Oh yeah, of course you could put makeup on. You just can't put any any glasses on like you your spectacles. You can cover it up. You can with cover your makeup. it up however you want. I go cover it up. I'm rocking this Hell bitch. No. I rock. <clears throat> I rocked a fucking black eye for ten no, you, years. No, you no, you rocked Harry Potter for ten years. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. I think I rocked the black eye better. You rocked oh, oh, no. the black oh, I'm eye sorry. better. I thought you were still arguing with the with the passport lady saying no, oh, no. I'm not going to cover this. I rocked a I rocked a oh, no. Harry Potter for 10 years. No. I'm going to have this black oh. eye. She looked the the picture is absolutely gorgeous. She looks like Demi Moore <laughs> dating Bobby Brown or something because her hair Do you her, mean Chris Brown? Chris Brown. Yeah. Who's that <laughs> fucking white Peter guy that beats the shit out of people cuz her hair is. Like his Bobby Brown guys too. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. And one of those brown guys beats his wife <laughs> because it looked like Demi Moore. I mean, you're just, just. It's a beautiful picture. Your hair is straight and. I just dark. come from the uh, the hair salon, and so my hair is on point, and I got this fucking black massive, eye, massive huge black eye. black eye. Like after six weeks, it sounds like a really long time to have a black eye, but I had a huge black eye. Like it's. I mean, obviously it started above my on my forehead. I'd be walking around the grocery store. And people would come around the corner and go, oh! and it's like, what the fuck? I'm not going like, to hurt you. And I was like, oh shit, I got a black eye. Kind of like when we had the Mike Tyson tattoos <laughs> yeah. on, and you forget you have it. You're just rolling. But the best is so we got this awesome passport now, and uh, or did. It's mm-hmm. gone. That was 10 years. Mm-hmm. She rocked it for 10 years. But she would go to the customs agent, hand it to him. They would look at her, they would look at the passport picture. And then they would look at me, and I'm like, "No, mofo, I, I no, I didn't no. do it. I'm not Bobby or Chris Brown." Back. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was hilarious, but I did get I got a lot of bad looks going through whatever country we're going through. The best one was a couple of years ago when we were coming. We drove to San Felipe, Mexico, and easy drive. <laughs> you turns out you can sneak into Mexico. Oh, you can sneak in. <laughs> you don't have to be the Millers. Yeah. And when we came back, we sat in a line to get across the border for a couple of hours. And we go up and they scan everybody's passport. And the passport agent or whatever they are, quality control for United States. (laughs) (laughs) Quality control? The people at the border. Yeah. Border patrol, whatever. Yeah, I think that's what they call them. Uh, the, The cars in front of us got the swipe. Go, swipe, go. We get the swipe, swipe, hits mine. Swipe. A, it was a 15 no. minute conversation. No. I mean, we, I felt like they were going to search the vehicle. <laughs> and it turns out I, I had to explain to them I was in a car accident. I got my, no, he's not an abuser, I swear. Ugh. <laughs> I had to I, answer questions. I can't do car traffic. I'm not doing human traffic. <laughs> Great. So this is, uh, so my aunt, who we will probably elaborate on a little bit longer or later so that you could get to know her personality. Um, Riley filmed commercials early on, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. She was filming commercials. And one of the commercials that she had was in syndication. And when you're in syndication, you get paid all the residuals and all the good stuff. Um, her contract expired after 18 months of syndication. And we're not going to say who this client was because no, we've got enough shit yeah, not for other, keeping people's names out of it. Yeah. So, And these people have bigger pocketbooks. <laughs> yeah. A lot bigger pocketbooks. They won't call and thread me. I'll just get That's disappeared. That's a <laughs> So, um, so she renewed, and it's considered a national syndicated commercial if it goes into more than three um, markets. markets. And the markets that she was released in, weird, Tampa. Well, it was the Gulf Coast. It was Tampa and Gulf Coast. That's the market. And then it was... Um, it made it to Arkansas. Well, yeah, it was, it was Little Rock, Arkansas in the Midwest. And then... I believe is in Washington D.C. or something like that. So she had three smaller markets, but it's considered a national syndicated commercial. commercial. So her contract expires after 18 months, which means you end unless they renew you, you end getting residuals. Um, and then after a certain amount of time, your your residuals, I believe, expire. Your re- residual claim re- expires. So we were just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, the, the, the agent called and said, this will be your last check. Mm-hmm. You know, she's they're not going to renew it. Here you go. Yeah. And we're like, cool. No longer on TV. It okay. paid very well. She made a lot of money a on lot that of money commercial. On it. And then <clears throat> one day, my, my great aunt 
She called me. Nope. Actually, she called Brian because she likes uh, Brian more. I'll have to take it from here. <laughs> yeah. Or at least this ahead. part. <laughs> she. This is a Arkansas lady through and through. Very, 80, very, 80 some years old. Very fine Southern woman. It's fine Southern oh. Southern woman. She calls me up, and I say hello. She goes, Brian. My name is Brian. She says, Brian. I said, yeah. She goes. Sorry, but I, you guys don't know her, but I just fucking nailed that. Just nailed that. You want to hear it again? Was that loud enough in the no, mic? No, it was, it was good. Great. I, I think it was sufficient. Okay, yeah. So anyway, and to recap, I just seen your baby girl on TV. And he goes, oh, really? Aunt Bertha, blah, blah, blah. And so he's talking to her, talking to her doctor. And then he comes home to me and says... Aunt Parthena saw Riley on DVD. She no, I didn't. I said Aunt Parthena just saw a whole baby girl on TV. <laughs> and he goes, she was so excited. She called me. And I'm like, huh? Uh, Where's that paycheck? She, yeah, she, she's no longer in syndication. She shouldn't be running. And he goes, well, your aunt just called me. Like, she doesn't have the DVR or anything like that. I mean, she's 80-something years old. So I called Riley's agent. And I said, hey. My great aunt just said that she saw Riley on a commercial in and, Arkansas. And some, and some other of your family well, that, back there. that comes a little bit later. <clears throat> and, I, and she goes, what? And I go, yeah, this is... She goes, could you get me the dates and times? And channel. Oh, dates, times, and channels. And I go, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So my aunt, my other aunt and my cousin live back there as well. So I called both of them. I said, hey, have you guys seen Riley on TV? Oh, yeah, we see her all the time. It's every, this, every day at 2 o'clock. Yeah, it, there, was, there was a time that they had, that was obviously set advertisement, and it was for this company, and Riley was on. And so I was able to actually not only send the agent, the time, the channel, I sent her the fucking commercial mm-hmm. that ran because my family, they were watching TV. In a remote uh, a location. Anyway, little, little tiny town. Little tiny town in Arkansas. <clears throat> so Brian and I were taking Riley and Rachel and Melanie. No, we didn't take Rachel. We took Riley and Melanie to Disney World. And we got a call from Riley's agent. I'm standing in the line for Pirates of Caribbean. How's that for details? All right. And she says... Unnecessary, but very good. <laughs> Spot on. Just finish your fucking story. She says to me, she's like, hey, this is Riley's agent. And I go, yeah, I got her number saved in my right. phone, right? And she goes, I just want to let you know that um, there were two people arrested today on Riley's behalf for fraud and embezzlement. And Riley, um, I've negotiated a settlement with this other company, if you guys are okay with it. What ended up happening is the person between the company and it's like the casting agent. The agents. Yeah, it's it's the the company, a casting agent, Riley's agent. That's how it goes. So the company's agent somehow got. Well, it, it's a, it was the marketing company. Yeah, it's that the, hired was hired by the the client that we're not going to yeah. say. <laughs> and then they deal with our agents or Riley's agents. And, and we were already was, out of contract, so it didn't matter at that point. Except for you can't run within a certain amount of months or years. And not pay. But these people knew that all of the talent and the people yeah. that uh, were in the commercial were lived in California. Were living in California, and the, that was not one of the markets. We never got to see Riley live on the commercials. They were all in the other markets. So she thought she could Slammed tell out. our agents out of contract. that we're no longer running it, but keep charging the client to mm-hmm. keep running it, and they kept running it, and she was pocketing all this money. And it was one or two people, because I know there was two two uh, talents that got screwed. Riley and another person got screwed. The older person, yeah. So I don't know, if it, was it two people that got screwed or two people that got arrested? I think it was one person that got arrested. Either way. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The marketing agent. So they were like shitting bricks. I was like, hey, what can we do to make your make this right? And we're like, we, d- we didn't know what standard in the industry when, when well, your six-year-old is get, being embezzled. Yeah. <laughs> So our so Riley's agent ended up negotiating like no I know what's right and this is what you're going to get because and they were also screwed out of it so they were considered a, a victim as well because they the agent makes commission off of whatever Riley makes so she was screwed as well so she wanted the highest pay for everything and it ended up that Riley um, she was signed for another eighteen months for residuals and they had to guarantee a certain marketplace 
for run. Like you can't just sign for residuals and not give them any residuals. And then they they lumped a compensatory. They gave her a cash, a little bit of cash, and uh, extended her contract. And basically, her, yeah, and they ended up paying the same if they would have just paid kept her out, running right? it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it just. But somebody crazy. got to go to jail. That was awesome. Oh yeah. So we're. I mean, Riley obviously didn't have to testify because she had. We had no clue. And had my family not seen Riley and if said we didn't have that part, they'd have said, "I just seen my baby girl, baby." <laughs> Nailed it. I know. It's the only impression I do on the entire planet. And uh, if you guys only knew her, you know how good I am at this impression. So, yeah, we're back in Arkansas one time. We had a rental car. We rented a car. Were we back there for anyway, just to visit with Aunt Parthena? It was my Uncle Jerry and my Aunt Mary Sue's 50th wedding anniversary. And my grandmother had passed away the year before. And so it was... This is the grandmother's sister. Sister. And, well, Aunt Parthena was my grandmother's sister. Uncle Jerry was her brother. Mary Sue was my Uncle Jerry's wife. So, so we were back there for their 50th wedding. I had never, at this point, I had never met Aunt Parthena. Oh, talk, talked to talked her. Talked to her on the phone. <laughs> mostly listen. <laughs> She's beautiful. Southern woman. But anyway, Marguerite, her sister, Meredith's grandmother, we've had a, a long relationship with, and I knew her very well she had passed already and so i'm meeting her sister for the first time and i'm driving the car driving miss daisy i'm driving and she's sitting in the back behind me and she's talking and all i could hear is granny gee that's marguerite is granny gee but it was parthena and she's talking and talking and talking and i'm just up there i'm getting teary-eyed because i'm listening to and she's all I could talking hear is to marguerite. riley who Riley is like four years old at that point. It's right after Granny Gee died, and Granny Gee died in 2005. So Riley was three and a half, whatever. But four. Marguerite, Granny Gee, and Riley were like best, best friends. friends. And so she's <clears throat> talking to Riley, and you just you hear this conversation, and you're like, oh my God, it's Granny Gee talking to to Riley. But Aunt Parthena was just as important as it equally. It was, but she's such a it genuine, a, genuine woman, mm. and I've never really known any true southerners like that <laughs> although i got roots in kentucky and oklahoma but anyway so we're cruising along and we're and they, it, it kills us we're, we're from california our roads suck i'm driving down these gravel roads at 70 miles an hour and they're nicer than the paved I highway five. 99 yeah, yeah. highways it's just so nice and we're cruising along and we come up to this little town and she you know she's just giving us a tour of everything we're going out to this grocery store to meet with the owners she had some business to do with or something and we she was a realtor so she had to collect her rent but we're driving like we found where my mom was born we're 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 driving and she goes yeah this here's a black town and and i like she didn't use the word black she used the n-word but I'm, I'm driving, just admiring this sweet, sweet southern lady. And out of the blue, she goes, yeah, yeah this here is a black town. And I'm like, oh, shit. And Riley's what? in the backseat. Right. Like, She's oh, probably telling Riley. And again, she wasn't using the word black. She was using the big old N-word. And I'm just about crashed the car. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, this sweet old lady. But she didn't say it in a derogatory way. She said it all matter-of-factly. But I'm just not. We are just not used to that. And no. I'm like, okay. Nor does it. And then we're driving along a little, and she goes, and this here, this here is a little white town. This is a white town right here. Yeah, just just the white people live in this one. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Out south are we? This is crazy. <laughs> and then we cruise up to the next town, and this here is their black town. And I, I don't know what that white girl's doing walking down the street right there. She's probably in some kind of trouble. But <laughs> I swear to God, this is exactly how it went, except for the terms used. And she goes, yeah, this here's here is Blacktown. I don't, I don't know why that white girl's walking down the road, but eh, I don't know. And we're like, holy shit! And then, so we get to our destination. It's a grocery store. She goes in the back with the owners doing business or whatever I, in the office. I, I'm assuming that the, that she's collecting rent. That's she's strong arming them. <laughs> she's Southern Mafia. Well, I, I, nothing would have surprised <laughs> me at that point. She, she's, she just threw me for a loop when she said that. Me and Meredith were just wasting time in this grocery store, just tootling around. I grab a cart, and we grabbed a few things, but we were just killing time. I mean, Riley is there with us. Right. It's just crazy. It was weird. So, and and so I get in the go up to a register to pay for everything in the cart, and there was a a, a black lady checker, and she was talking to another employee, which just also happened to be black. No big deal. 
and they're just talking and she turns around and she looks at me so she sees i'm in i mean there was no line i was the person standing there you were it so she looks at me and then she turns back around and she gets back into her conversation with her other employee and i'm thinking i know everything's slow in the south and i don't care because i'm i'm not in a hurry anyway so you know, finish we, your conversation we had just hit the drive-through bar so we were fine <laughs> best <laughs> That's part really about the south beautiful part of the south drive-through <laughs> bars so she's just yakking away talking quietly so i can't hear it and i'm thinking well it's getting a little bit rude, but I don't know the culture down here, so whatever. And so we're waiting, waiting. I'm thinking, this, okay, she, now she's just going a little bit too far. And this lady taps me on the shoulder. This other shopper happened to be a white lady. She looks at me, and she goes, you're in the wrong line. And I said, what? And she pointed over to the white checker. Mm. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. This is still alive and well down there. And I, I, the funny thing is, I don't know if it's funny. I'm serious. It's probably not. No. I'm very serious. I did not feel offended. I felt like nobody told me the yeah. fucking rules. Yeah. Just right. tell somebody me the rules. Somebody should have said something. <clears throat> I felt the same way. I'm like, well, somebody should have fucking said something. It's like, like white line, black line. Ordering a Long Island iced tea in Utah. Don't do that. Why? They oh, don't. they don't like that. Oh. And they don't know how to make them more but, shit. Okay, so Mary, what was the timeline again? <clears throat> 20, not even 20 years ago. Yeah. Just about 18 years ago. Yeah. Because you said right, it was three and a half. Yeah, sure. It was before Rachel. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. I went to Modesto High School. I was... Very You can't see color, literally. Well, but I am you can't see color in Modesto High Physically <laughs> colorblind and emotionally colorblind. Yeah, and, and, and every, you think about that, like, uh, we have children and grandchildren oh, yeah. of color. All we, different we even colors. Have like, we have black ones and white ones dark ones and, and pasty white ones. And some Asian ones. We've got them all. And so we we don't key in on that stuff, but sometimes there there is well obviously there's huge things, and I a lot of the time I I chalk it up I'm like all right well you know they were 85 years old in 2005. Yeah, they went through some shit. Yeah, and there yeah there was some stuff that happened that, that probably made them dislike other cultures, mm-hmm. whatever, and be the same with the Jews and the Nazis. I don't know. You know? I, the weird the weird take that I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Is I just didn't feel offended. I just felt stupid. Yeah. Like I felt uninformed. If you tell me yeah. we're still segregated down here, I don't yeah, agree with I'm, it. But I'm, okay, I'll at least I'll get in the right fucking line when I'm trying to buy yeah, my I'm popcorn from, or whatever. It's just, I'm from California. Everything's fine here. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, just like going to another country, though. Like, tell me the rules. It was. It was like another country. Yeah. It was like another country. But wow. And 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 my everybody already thinks I'm a little racisty. We're supposed to be funny. Now we're getting serious. No, it's not serious. It's just in my like if I was in that situation, I would choose to go to the black woman because I feel like I'm gonna have a lot more fun checking out. Like if I saw a white guy and a black woman, I'd be like, I'm gonna go over here because we're gonna get to talk and chat, and this guy's just gonna stare at me. She was talky and chatty, but just not to me. (laughs) Not with a white guy. Okay, so I will continue with the Arkansas stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, My aunt's, no, my grandma's aunt, or my grandma's sister. Jesus fucking Christ. Drink some more wine. Um, Can't. Bottle's empty. I know. Dawn already said. Should we call the time out and go get another bottle? I think we can. Okay, we're back from our little uh, break. Drink break. We ran out of wine. So, Mary, you're going to talk about the monkey on your back. So I was um, invited to, I think this was after the toe incident or before? Parthena's toe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, let's tell that one because that's... Um, yeah, I'm very interested in that because I feel like maybe I've heard it, but I don't recall. I don't, I'm not sure if you have. Okay. So my grandma passed away and my, her sister was Aunt Parthena. Okay. Her brother, Aunt, Uncle Jerry and Aunt Marie and his wife, Aunt Marie Sue. They're 50. I think it was their 50th. It seems like it seems like they should be older if they were their 50th. But um, their 50th wedding anniversary. And so they invited us. And so Brian and I, and I believe Riley, flew back there. Yes, we did because we stayed at... We went for, it was first. Yeah. And so it, we stayed at um, my Uncle Jerry's River House. It's like a cabin, like, you know, like people have cabins. They have river houses. So we stayed there and... We are going to go to their, their 50th wedding party. And it's at kind of like a country club, I guess. I don't even know what it was. I just remember 
that my husband does who, not dance who does not dance at all but i ain't gonna let down a 80 something year old woman <laughs> southern woman i mean like <clears throat> i can't get him on the dance floor regularly and my aunt parthena when you're 85 years old i'll fucking dance with you okay i gotta wait that long <laughs> she says brian go brian. ahead brian brian will you dance with me he said absolutely <laughs> she i i don't think she let you off of the dance floor for very long and my aunt had rheumatoid arthritis and i believe diabetes and i could be corrected Betis. She, she had terrible circulation she rubbed a blister in her pinky toe dancing with my husband at my great uncle's 50th wedding anniversary she had to have it amputated that's right all you bitches <laughs> I will dance your pinky toe right off your foot. Oh, you bitches. Oh, you bitches. <laughs> I'm like, Brian danced my aunt's toe off of her. <laughs> Almost I, lost her foot. She danced she, her own toe off in her defense. And, and you know oh, what? No. That, that it was all ex- me. No, <laughs> no, she said to me, I think at one point she, well, I know at one point she said it to me, but I think it went like, well, if he was getting danced, I wasn't going to stop. Yeah. Like, Bottom line, she said it was worth it. Yes. She, 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 I think she told me. <laughs> I'd have given my big toe. Oh, Lord. That doesn't seem out of the realm <laughs> at all. Yeah. So so this is their 50th wedding anniversary. And then I believe it was her 85th birthday we got an invitation to. And Brian couldn't go. And we had Rachel at the time. So I said, all right, well, Riley, Rachel. I, I just I, didn't want to dance anymore. <laughs> didn't want to take I didn't want to toes. hurt her. Yeah. He, he didn't want to take the rest of the foot. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, all right, I can, I can do this. I mean, I've traveled with Riley for so long. I, I think at that point we had already been to Costa Rica, and Rachel oh. threw the fit in Costa Rican airport. No, no because after that fit, we said you ain't ever traveling with us I until remember. you're old enough to know that you got left behind. <laughs> I remember. Jeez, that's another story. Yeah, Rachel's gonna be like a three-part episode. <laughs> she wants to know every time. Did you guys talk about me on your podcast? <laughs> Not yet. So, um. I'm thinking, okay, I could, I could do this. It's no big deal. We're flying to Little Rock. I think we threw, flew into Little Rock, and I drove from there to my Edwards. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. And there was a restaurant that we went and ate there that had a hamburger that was called the Hubcap. Mm. Had the best green fried tomatoes ever, but it burnt down. It was a general store mm. outside of Edwards. It got Clinton. Oh, It Lord. burned down. It had evidence against the Clintons because <laughs> they'd eat. There was one of his okay. Bill Clinton's favorite places, wasn't it? Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know. No, he he was known for going to this place. Oh, possibly. So it was the the, the walls were getting ready to talk, so it, it died. <laughs> it burned. All right, it was suicided. <clears throat> it was Clinton fied. So Merido's in the airport with how old is Riley at this point? Two oh. littles. Riley is well, she's four and a half years older than Rachel. Rachel's maybe eighteen months, two years old. Mm-hmm. So that puts Riley at six and a half. But Riley travels well. Like she knows get her shit together, get in the seat, get your seatbelt on, get your seatbelt off, get out, blah blah blah. Rachel, not so wild much. animal. <laughs> so I flew from I believe Oakland to I think it was Kansas City and we had to change planes in Kansas City. So I go to change planes and I have a car seat because Rachel's uh, at the age that you have to have a car seat. And I have this car seat on my back and I'm trying to carry a diaper bag because she's still shitting her pants. And I'm just like, okay, let's go this way. And Riley takes off the right way. I go the right way. Rachel goes the opposite way. Twice the speed. Yeah, with her little running legs. And I'm like, all right, there goes my two-year-old running through the airport. I can't chase her. So I run. Fuck it. Just let her go. <laughs> so I run up to the <laughs> gate. I think it was Kansas City. And I throw all the shit down, like diaper bag, car seat, my backpack. All the luggage you're not supposed to leave with strangers. Yeah. Right. And I go, and the lady, and she sees I'm going to turn and bolt. And she goes, ma'am, you can't leave that here unattended. I said, I have a two-year-old running that way unattended. What do you want me to do? And she's like, okay, go ahead. And I'm like, yeah. The, the five or six-year-old right here, she'll keep an she'll eye on that. It. Yeah. <clears throat> and I ran, and I ran, and I ran. And then she thought it was fucking funny. Because <laughs> it is. Because <laughs> so, I wasn't there, so I end up. I either uh, horse colored her, her yeah. or somebody oh, somebody turned her around, and yeah, I got her, got her back, 
Got her in her car seat, which is where she spent the entire weekend. <laughs> a five-point harness. Buckled it, in. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, you. It was little Harley's car seat. It was Couldn't a five. It. it was a five-point harness. Mm-hmm. She can't get out of. And um, so I get her on the on the plane. We get off in Little Rock, and I go to rent the car, and I call Baldy. I said, "Hey, we're here." He goes, "Where are you?" I said, "I'm at Walmart." He goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm buying her a fucking leash." And he goes, "What?" We we were those parents that were always was so judgmental of other no wait a minute and he says i can't believe you're doing that i said well then you can't fucking borrow it that's right (laughs) right i said that's "That's that's my fucking leash and he goes okay (laughs) because we were both the parents that were so judgmental you You don't leash a kid you can't unless you have one like rachel (laughs) and it was a monkey backpack that she strapped on both arms and two chest things she fucking broke it well, she loved the monkey. She loved the she monkey thought, on her back, but she, she hated being cool. being corralled or leashed. And she ran through it when she was probably four years old and broke the fucking <laughs> monkey on her back. I wanted to go buy a new one. They but. still make them. We could fit her for one. <clears throat> oh, man. She's almost 18 now, but she still needs the <laughs> she, she needs a monkey, monkey on her back. <laughs> So, just a funny, quick story. When you said Riley traveled so well. Right? Mm-hmm. And see, that's why I guess we were so judgmental. Mm-hmm. Riley was just Easy. the easiest child to raise, and people would beg us to babysit her. And like, we're not Until going anywhere. Age. And they're like, oh yeah, when they turn into teenagers, fuck, duct tape and bathing wire, they they all suck. But anyway, <laughs> up until then, she was just so easy. But uh, what? And we would travel down to Santa Monica often for the commercials that we talked about earlier. And we used to fly Southwest a lot, or fly private, or drive, because because we would get calls at. Seven o'clock at night, saying we need to see you tomorrow at ten a.m. So, because everybody else lives down there, we didn't. We would never live down there. But anyway, we always made it happen. So we got really good at flying Southwest. Pop in, pop out, bam, bam. So we and she was young enough we could board, we could pre-board, and we didn't try to fight for the the seats up front. We we'd get on the plane first, and we would run straight to the back. Because I had to set up a car seat, put the diaper bag up, or whatever age she was. You know, we always took stuff, even if it was just a day trip. But it took us a minute to get settled, so we would bolt to the back, get settled, and we'd be in our seats buckled up before anybody even came halfway down the plane. So this one time, this was Southwest again, we run back there, put everything down, and she goes, Dad, I gotta go potty. Okay, but she was still at the age where I had to go in the potty with her, especially on a fucking airplane. So we go in there, and she's going potty. And as she's going potty, I'm thinking, damn, now, now I got to go potty. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So the running water thing. So she uh, she finishes up, and I take her out, and I put her back in her seat. And there, there was a flight attendant in the back galley, you know, get preparing for the flight. And there was nobody on the plane. There was nobody coming back yet. <clears throat> I looked at the flight attendant and I said, hey, I got to take a leak. Can you keep an eye on her for, you know, 30 seconds or whatever? She goes, yeah, no problem. So I go in there and I pee. I come out. I look at the seat because she's right there at the right, the first seat right up to the bathroom. I take a look. She's not there. I look across the aisle to the left side. No. So I take a step to the forward, you know, going towards the front of the plane, looking to the right, looking to the left, looking to the right, looking to the left, walking up the plane. And my heart <laughs> is, I just, it, oh, my God. It, I, I'm almost crying right now, telling the story. It's like, holy shit, I just lost my fucking kid. And I hear a giggle. I'm like, what? And I turn around, and I look up, and she's in the overhead bin, just <laughs> laughing her ass off. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn around, and I look at the flight attendant, and she's got her back to me, and she kind of looks over her shoulder and just shrugs like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, you fucking bitch. The flight attendant grabbed her, obviously, and stuffed her up in there. But Riley was was, willing accomplice. You know, it it was probably Riley's idea. (laughs) But anyway, shout out to Southwest. Always a party, Southwest. Yeah, took years off my fucking heart, but it was it was funny as hell, and Riley thought it was a blast. But yeah, she was easy to travel. So, do you want to continue with another Southwest story? Absolutely. Mm, I have a Southwest story, even. Good. Oh, good. So. Riley and I were doing the exact same run, Oakland to to LA or Burbank, wherever the... Depending on where the audition was. Yeah, audition, it just depends. Sometimes if we flew private, we'd fly into Santa Monica Airport. But we're flying, we get out just, just out of Oakland. And the guy sitting next to me turns the air up more. Well, it's not sitting next to me. So there's a, a gentleman sitting at the window, then there's Riley, and then there's me. And he starts adjusting the air. 
And he's like, oh, it's hot in here. And I'm like, no, it's not. He's like, oh, yeah, it's it's really hot in here. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and we're just kind of, I'm trying to he keep. He was a large man. He was a pretty big dude. I'm trying to keep conversation because I know Riley's in the middle. I wasn't scared or anything. I was just like, what the fuck's going on with this dude? Found out as he starts to have a seizure. Hmm. And I get up. This Maybe this is where Riley gets her flight. I get up, I do my seatbelt, run to the the flight attendant in the back. I'm like, this dude's having a seizure. And she's like, okay. And I run back to my seat. Riley's still buckled in trying to get herself out. Like she's <laughs> screaming. Her there. And this guy is seizing. Like he's having a grand mal seizure. Like every muscle is flexing and he's not good. But because of our flight path, we couldn't land anywhere else but L.A. So we had to continue the journey. So, And he's puking everywhere. I mean, projectile vomiting. And I finally get Riley out, and I grab her, and we go up the aisle a little bit. And then they take care of him. So we go to the front galley, and we clean Rye up, and we clean myself up. And we go back, and they're like, okay, you know, he's he's okay. He was a diabetic and he didn't take his, or he took too much insulin this morning. What I, I'm not sure which part it was. Something was off. Something <clears throat> was off. And he, he actually told me when he came and sat back down, he came back like full force. He was fine. And he was so embarrassed because he said, I'm so sorry. I put your daughter through that. I'm like, dude, it's okay. Do you have someone to pick you up at the airport? Because you can ride back with me in two hours and I will, I will drive you home wherever. Cause we both were coming back to Oakland and he goes, no, I'm going to have my wife. But he said, I knew in the car as I was driving there, I didn't feel good. And he says, I should have paid attention, hmm. but he spent a most, the, the rest of the 25 minute flight of that was remaining apologizing to Riley. He said, I don't want you to be scared of flying. I don't want you to be scared of this. And to this day, the big fat sweaty guys <laughs> throwing up on you. Riley will get in the plane, and she's like, "Okay, who's, if if she's playing Southwest, <laughs> I'll she, sit next to the skinny bitches, but no big fat sweaty guys." Oh, <laughs> somebody who's you know already turning up the heat. That was yeah, that was a crazy one. So if you ever see Riley and she sits down next to you and, and she asks you if you've taken your meds, <laughs> that's why. It's because she personal. she used to ask people when we get on planes after that. She would say, have you taken your meds this morning? And I'm oh, like, Lord. what? But she was cute enough and young enough that people didn't care. I'm like, oh, she had a bad experience. She has trauma. Mm-hmm. Riley has a lot of trauma. <laughs> My ass. <laughs> the episode's already out. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, okay, uh, never mind. Do, do, we, can keep, we can keep with the... <laughs> At that point of your life, well... Oh, okay, mine, never mind. Mine is really short with Southwest. There's actually two. Mine's, okay, just, just as a reminder, mine's not Southwest. It's out of Modesto. Oh, well, mine is Southwest. Oh, for our next story? Everybody knows Go. Southwest when they used to only fly in the Southwest, right? So yeah, out of Dallas. Now you could fly down to Costa Rica for they cheap. Can. So we used to take them all the time to go to Vegas or like to go to LA or mm-hmm. whatever. Like that's how we got on these flights because they were, you know, $49 before that existed. And we were the same way. We'd get on, we'd go straight to the back because I knew if I only had 50 minutes, and you get I'm better gonna service. drink so much, you and get I'm going to try to drink all of it. I want to be close to the galley. Yeah, and the bathroom, because I'm going to slam six beers in an hour, right? Yep. So, <clears throat> the this one flight, I'm drunk, probably at the airport. Maybe not 21. Probably at the airport. I mean, all over. Which is saying she was drunk before, before she got on I the got plane. On. Oh, but I keep it together while I get on. You know, it's frowned upon. The only thing we ever pretend to be is sober. <laughs> That's right. Everything <laughs> so, else is real. So. I'm drinking and drinking. I don't even know who I'm with, but they're definitely not keeping up. And then one of the flight attendants comes over to me and she hands me these wings like you would think they give to children, right? And I'm like drunk. And I'm like, yes, give me those wings. And I put them on and I'm like rocking them. Like They were for the, the kid pilot. next to you and you the, stole them. No, Shh, worse. Let her finish her story. So then as I'm leaving, the I don't think there were pilot partitions yet anything because it was so bef- it was before 9-11 okay. and uh one of the pilots comes out and he goes oh you got wings today what'd you do back there and i'm all what do you mean he's all that's what they do when you're being naughty and i'm like what oh they were marking they you? were marking me <laughs> an adult who looks like a ch- or acts over, like a child if you're over well, 12 was, years old and wearing wings i was a child <laughs> you're a problem <laughs> same thing happened to me when southwest started going to new york i took them and right after 9-11 
And I got my wings on that flight too, because I was long. You could drink a lot. And I already knew what it meant then, so I was like, cool, yeah, I'll can, I get, can I get a second set? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many have, wings can I collect? I already have one of these. Mm-hmm. Can I think no? I want a captain's hat. Right. I'm done with the wings. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, babe, you're out of Modesto. Mm-hmm. Out of Modesto. No, see, I forgot those. <laughs> you said yeah. remind me, out of Modesto. We were flying out of Modesto. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. we're flying Riley down, and it just happened to be that Brian and I, she was filming. She was actually it wasn't an audition. She was filming a commercial, and we and we tried it. The very first commercial that she filmed, Brian and I were there. The second commercial, Linda happened to have been able to do it because we were out of the country. I think is when or D did it. I can't remember who it was. We were not in the country because she had to go get all of her fit checks and all that kind of stuff. And so my mom was next in line. So my mom gets with us to go film this commercial and we fly down to LA. Riley films the commercial. We get back on the United Express to come back to Modesto. And there, there is, what oh, are yeah. we, five minutes into the flight? Like we no. are just clearing LA. No, well, we were out of the air. The, the airspace. LA airspace for sure. So we are ma- okay. Maybe twenty minutes in the flight. It on the United Express. It was. It's probably an hour and ten minutes home, and we're twenty minutes in. The lady behind, or no, the lady in front of us starts having a seizure. What the fuck is wrong with you people? She had a medical emergency. She. she a, I don't know if it was, it was a seizure. I don't think she had a seizure. She just. She, she got all she incoherent slumped and over. passed yeah. out. And so I'm like, oh my god, we're what? again. Yeah, well, another one. That. That's why we started this podcast because just <laughs> shit just happens. And so, you tried to say that we instigate most of it. No, I didn't. Negative. You did say that. It's in podcast number one, I think. <laughs> I wasn't in that one. So one we, we are. <clears throat> I the flight attendant gets called over, and she's you know like, oh my god, what do we do? I mean, sh- this lady's gonna need CPR here. Yeah, shortly. I think that's your job. Fairly certain and you're trained for that. There's a no. so she puts out she's the request. Three. And she's like, is there a doctor or a paramedic on, on board? Dude raises his hand, says, I'm a paramedic. She's like, okay, can you come up here and help us? She, it, it, he comes up to help her, and we're trying to do all stuff. She, they break out the, the 911 package that if shit goes wrong on a plane, you have this whole suitcase full of everything you could possibly need. Mm-hmm. He goes to grab to start an IV, and he's swabbing the lady's arm. Goes to stick it in, the flight attendant stops him and says, where's your... You can't do this without proper identification. Yeah, where's your identification that says Uh, that you're okay to do that? And he goes, it's in my luggage. He goes, I'll get it when we land. And he just proceeds to... Actually, he doesn't proceed. Brian is holding the IV bag We were doing an emergency landing in Fresno. We got diverted to Fresno. So we are from L.A. to Fresno. Fresno to our house. If we were driving in a car, it's like an hour and 10 minutes from Fresno to our house. So we, we land emergency at Fresno International But that's when they were sticking them. We were sticking them. We, we were all out of our seatbelts. Yeah. Wait, just, I, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. I'm, Brian's holding the IV bag. No, you were holding the I guy. I think I was holding the guy. I was you're, holding you're somebody. You're holding the paramedic who's um, trying to stick the patient. As we're bouncing around, coming in on final. Yeah, and then I am holding Brian, and I think I was holding the IV bag, as he's trying to, to stir an IV on this patient, and Brian's yelling at him, because he, not yelling, he's telling him because he's a pilot, he's like, okay, we're flaring, you're going to hit in five, four, three. The dude shoves the needle in the lady's right arteries at one. at one, fucking nails it, hits the thing, tapes her up. We skid to a stop in Fresno. This lady is off of the sh- the airplane in two minutes. Yeah, the mm-hmm. fire the fire department was waiting for us. Yeah, two minutes. We waited five hours uh, to leave. I they go, kept saying they don't have enough fuel to leave, and, and the and, airport's closed. And I have a Chevron card, and I said <laughs> that that no. Chevron truck over yeah, there, it'll work. It'll yeah, work. She was trying the Chevron at. I'm like, route, I will and fucking I like, swipe no. till. It goes home. Uh, she was she was trying the Chevron things and look, there's a Chevron pump right there because uh, they had the signs up and she got the Chevron card. I'm like, there's a fucking Mexicano air. Somebody give me a garden hose. I'll siphon that some bitch and yeah. we'll fill up this plane and get out of here. But we had to because the airport they wouldn't even let us off the plane because there's no security. We couldn't get off the plane. But they did. Uh, yeah, that's right. TSA has gone home, so but they they did. they did allow us to drink. Yep, for free. They, oh, thank they God. They gave us all the drinks we wanted for the 
It was three hours we were on that Finally, party. some it logical a, people. It was a party. As soon as we got rid of the dead lady, it was a party. <laughs> I don't think she died. I don't think she died either. I don't but the think funny she part. Did. Here's another funny part. Riley has no recollection of this. Oh, yeah, she oh. slept through the whole thing. Oh, she your mom slept. was with us. My, yeah, that's what I said. My this mom started. And we just. Um, it was a party. It was an absolute party. And then once. The, so they were not allowed to fly the plane out because they didn't have enough reserve, reserve gasoline. If they should have an emergency again. Right. Right. So, but I mean, there was at one point because the door was wide open. Mm-hmm. It's just we couldn't oh, go the out. Pilots and, hanging out. Yeah, the pilots were hanging was, out of their windows. No, this I, sounds like a country nope. song I know. I it was took so my good. phone and I hung out as far as I could out of the, the door that's right yeah. behind the cockpit. And I swung around and I took a selfie so you could see me hanging out of the plane and you could still see the pilots through the front windshield. <laughs> it was a small airplane. It was very small. But it we was had a, so great. But then half of the people on the plane, not half, but there was four of them from, uh, Houston. from Houston. It was uh, like a couple of days later, Brian goes in. Didn't you go yeah, into Valley like Tool? The, it was the very, very next, next day. day. I go in there to do some work and I'm like, Hey guys, long time no see because it was like twelve hours prior. <laughs> I was on an airplane stuck in Fresno with them. That was kind of it funny. was that was uh, the most bizarre because I'm like I could I could rent a car and drive. I could be in my bed in two hours and I'm like yeah, but the airport. But you can't get closed. off the airplane. Yeah, but you can't. I was ready to siphon right out of the Mexicana Man, he air. Gonna suck a Mexican or like Aero Mexico. <laughs> So the other Modesto flight to San Francisco, that was the one to San Francisco that yeah. my bag was getting searched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that one. All right. We can talk about... Some stories uh, just don't need to be told. A little more about Riley and her commercial experience when you guys thought it was a great idea to send me, No, Rachel... You're always the last resort, Don. Riley, <laughs> Tori... And Sophia. I, did I have Sophia too? So I, we I were, think so. Merido and I were unavailable, and Riley had to go down for an audition. So we're usually Don, in the country. Don, you're up, and she had the Her aforementioned kids. list of uh, all the children, the roster going on. And I packed an ice chest, you know, like you know, maybe like cocktails. We stop, you know, whatever. And I have four kids because there in the was car. nobody over what eight <laughs> in the car. Could, uh, I, could I go six? Riley, yeah, Riley could have been eight. Yeah, that, that's she was the, the funniest oldest thing one. is yeah. because usually we get out wherever we go. Every all the kids go. Hey, is there any water? And we're like, oh, oh we forgot I to forgot. There's for club you. soda that goes in my. Yeah. Goes with vodka. Don't drink all the club soda. That's why I didn't tell the kids yesterday. I'm like, quit drinking all my fucking bubbly. Yeah. So we go and where are we going? Santa Monica, I think. And yeah. just got stuck every fucking place you could get. The map was sending me everywhere. I got kids to having a party, which is fine. So by the time we finally get there, we're late. And, you know, this isn't my kid's audition. It's theirs. So I'm like, fuck. I park out front, double park. We didn't pay you to take her, so it doesn't matter. You gave me $100. You did. Because I ditched work. It covered everything yeah, oh, that day. No, it, it fucking did didn't. Not. No, it fucking didn't. It covered half your her, gas and your wage. It oh, shit. It covered half of her first Bullshit. parking ticket. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, put the hazards on. Like, we live in New York, and this is just normal. I'm like, I'm getting out with all these fucking kids. So I just got kids all over me, run in, check her in. And on our way in, they're stopping me because my daughter's pretty cute. And they're like, does she want to do commercials? I'm like, fuck off. I'm double parked. Take the fucking blonde one. We got to go. <laughs> so I go. By the time I get back out, fucking parking ticket. Great. So now I just have three. I got to find a place to park. So I can find a place to park, go back in for Riley, get her, throw her in the car, and then on our way through town, right at the Santa Monica Arch, because I'm taking them all to Bubba Gump's. Yeah, mm-hmm. we went to Bubba Gump's right there on the wharf. And I the get... The pier. And the pier. The I wharf get, is San Francisco. The pier is Santa Monica. Whatever. I get fucking stuck at a red light in the middle of the... of the Intersection. Intersection. Bitch. So the cop on a motorcycle comes over, writes me another fucking ticket, like... They were like exactly 20 minutes apart or something. <laughs> Two tickets one day. I don't think we paid either. We didn't. We're such no, dicks. you didn't. We didn't. <laughs> no, it was all me. Hey. Like, bitches, I hope you're you free this year. And I let everybody get light up cups at Bubba Gump's. You know, I spent 200 bucks up in that bitch. Not telling you my hey, ticket. Your rent's free this month. Thank you. <laughs> it was a good time, though. It's a great experience. Speaking of time, life skills. All of our grandchildren learned a few this weekend. That's right. Todd and I had to open up a bottle of wine properly. I'm not sure her mom's going to appreciate that one. She will someday. 
Maybe. Fuck, it's cold out here. Time to land the plane, mm. the Southwest plane. Go ahead, Don. Put it down. I can't. I have two sets of wings. Hey, listeners, if you liked this episode, go ahead and subscribe so that way you can follow along when we post new episodes every Sunday. Share your favorite episodes so you can get your friends and family to listen in. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Just search us by our name. Don't forget to let us know which is your favorite episode. You can email us if you want to share a story or if you want to guest star on any of our episodes. Just let us know. The email is in the description and we will definitely get back to you as soon as possible. All right. Have a fucking fantastic day. See you next episode.